0: Good morning. What I'm going to say, if it happened to anybody, you can tell me after mass. So Sophia was a very devout Catholic girl. So Joshua, a young Jewish man, fell in love with her. And he proposed to her. And she came home to speak to the parents for advice. And the father said, you know, Sophia, we are staunch Catholics, very devout Catholic, so if you want to marry him, you better make him a Catholic. Convert him into Catholicism, all right. But the mother gave her a very different advice. Mother told Sophia, love him tenderly, love him tenderly, and pray to Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit work on him. Somehow the father was too insistent, and of course then, as a result, Joshua became a Catholic during Easter Vigil Mass. Ever since he was coming to church with uh, Sophie and the parents, such a nice man. And one day, Sophie came home sobbing and crying. And the mother asked, what happened? What happened? And he said, "Uh, Joshua has called off the wedding now. He said, really? Joshua called off the wedding? Yes, he called off the wedding. Now he wants to become a priest. <laughs> you know? So, converting people sometimes can be a very dangerous thing. Converting people. So I would always tell couples who come to me for marriage, I always say, rather get converted after you get married. Sometimes people get convert, to get the girl or get the guy, then they don't really go anyway. <laughs> so rather get converted after the marriage, that's my advice to many people, you don't need to follow that. So <laughs> And also realized I need to wear glasses after my jubilee suddenly, I'm getting old. So. so as I said, converting others can be a very dangerous thing, especially if one does not discern in the Holy Spirit and comprehend what is important and what is not important. So this is precisely, that is what I described in the first reading today. A crisis that threatens to split the early Christian into two. It's a huge crisis, just can you imagine, church just started, then there is a problem. So the problem was, one guy from Judea, or a group of people from Judea, came and proclaimed, unless you have yourself circumcised in the tradition of Moses, you cannot be saved. So you must understand, at that time, most of the early Christians were Jewish people. So they followed Mosaic law so much to their heart, and also in practice, so they insisted if anyone wants to become a Christian follower of Christ, the first thing is you must circumcise. Jesus' commandment is the next. So there's a huge problem. So now the early church, though the majority were Jewish, but there were pagans also came, especially Greek, because of St. Paul's preaching. And for them it was such a difficult thing, very repulsive uh, to non-Jews. So they objected. Now, when we ourselves have, you know, we would say, oh, he's a new Catholic, you know. We have been Christians for years and years. Somehow, from our heart, we would say, we might not say uh, very obviously to other people, but we would think when someone is made Catholic recently, we would say, okay, he's a new Catholic, you know. So, now what happened is, This issue has grown such a way, it uh, threatened, as I said, to split the early church into two. So the apostles get involved. So there were not many bishops like uh, these days. So there was only apostles. So the first reading describes the first council of Jerusalem. So with Paul, Barnabas, Peter, James, They set a meeting, they called the council with other elders, and they decided, so we don't need to worry about what is the agenda they discussed, but the main thing here, what they said as outcome of this council is worth noticing. They said, it has been decided by the Holy Spirit and by ourselves not to saddle you with any burden beyond these essentials. So there were some essential things everybody must do, that is, the minimum requirement, legal requirements was abstaining from food that was sacrificed to idols, because these guys were pagans, and they were also doing the same thing they did previously. You know, So for meat-strangled animals, fornication, so these things, you can't do it if you are a Christian. So we are not going to ask you to circumcise if you want to be a Christian. The main thing is, faith in Jesus, and also believing and practicing the commandment of Jesus and these three essential things. Now, right at the beginning of Christianity, we see that first, a very prominent role was given to the Holy Spirit, and the apostolic community believes that the Spirit takes its decisions. Second, the church authorities enforce upon believers only in the essentials because If you make anybody burdened with all the rules and regulations, they won't enjoy the religion. So religion supposed to be liberating and life-giving. So salvation does not consist in adding or shedding matters peripheral, but rather it is having faith in the crucified risen Christ and love for our neighbor. That is the most important thing. If you are looking to go to heaven, practice these two things faith in the crucified, risen Christ, and in love for one's neighbor. We can interpret this in a different manner and different ways. The second reading describes the descent of the new Jerusalem, which resembles the church on earth. There is an element of continuity and discontinuity, since there are symbols that refer to the old Israel, namely toll gates, tribes, angels. So, but also the twelve gates can be uh, attributed to the twelve apostles, twelve apostles. And uh, the twelve apostles also refer to the light of the lamp, that is Christ. So the lamp will now be present to the community through word and sacrament, as today's gospel will indicate. So it's a beautiful. It's how the continuity coming of the Holy Spirit being enforced and asked to, to take charge of early Christian community. So in today's Gospel, from the faithful discourse of John's Gospel, Jesus promises coming of the counselor, that he said he would send a counselor to us, the Holy Spirit. And in different parts of the Gospel, the Holy Spirit is given different names, such as advocate, paraclete, teacher, helper, and so on. So the Holy Spirit will teach you everything and uh, bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So this is important to note, Holy Spirit will teach you and, ev- and, and uh, everything and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So teaching implies the teaching of God's word. That is one of the priorities of the apostles. You must teach the God's word, teach the commandment of Jesus. Remembrance refers to the spirit action in the sacrament, so all the sacraments, Holy Spirit has got a huge role, baptism, confirmation especially, you know, ordination, such as. So even here at the mass, he plays a huge role. You must remember when the priest lays hands on the ordinary bread and wine, we believe it becomes... a body and blood of Christ, make holy, therefore these gifts we pray, by sending down your spirit upon these like a dewfall, see, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is important. So invoking the Holy Spirit upon the just ordinary wheat, bread and wine turns into Jesus' body and blood. So Holy Spirit plays a huge role in our Eucharistic celebration in our own lives, you know. So someone asked me the other day, can you point out somebody who plays, who acts like a Holy Spirit in our lives? And I said, our mothers, our mothers act like a Holy Spirit. By the way, Mother's Day was two weeks back and I wasn't here. So happy, belated Mother's Day to all the mothers you know. So give all the mothers a round of applause, you know, they love it. So mothers actually teach us many things and they guide us and they tell us. When you bring a boyfriend or girlfriend, the mother would tell you, I don't like him. (laughs) She knows what she is telling, so rather listen to her, you know. She is actually inspired by the Holy Spirit to tell you certain things. Mothers, so mothers actually guide you, tell you all the nice things. Go right way, go this way. You won't get lost. So listening to mothers is important. So Henry Ward Beecher wrote, If the mother's heart is the child's schoolroom." praise the mother, praise the Holy Spirit, our counselor, and million thanks to our mothers who continue to counsel and care for us. So, if you are looking for Holy Spirit, just look at your mothers. They will continue to guide you and bless you. So, let us continue to pray. Invoke the Holy Spirit for all the decision-making in our lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide us and lead us and inspire us and help us. Amen.